Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I'm trying to go on to Facebook Live so that I can let people know that I am on the air right now. If you want to call in, because I don't want nobody to feel that they've been left out, if they have something to share as it relates to the topic, mass conflict. Now, you have to excuse my list. I know that I'm saying words wrong because I'm still kind of hoarse and it seems like I'm yelling at the phone as I'm doing this show. But so I'm going to use my voice wisely. Now, when we talk about this mass conflict, wearing a, wearing a mask has become a big issue now. It is considered a personal responsibility, and now it's becoming, in some places, a mandate. There have been difficulties with enforcing wearing the mask and the closure of businesses. We've seen violence. We've seen rage. We've seen disrespect. We've also seen an increase in the number of COVID-19 and death. So I want to talk about it. Now, I see my auntie is on, so let me lock her on before she hangs up. Good afternoon. Welcome to Participant Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Good afternoon to you, too. Thank you, Auntie, for calling in. I appreciate you. But, you know, I was already wanting to talk about this matter, but when I got your text message Friday morning, it was really, and I could hear in your voice, I was like, oh, my God, what is my Auntie going do? And I didn't know what to say, how to say it, but I know it's sensitive to you. And even as I read your text, I can hear the passion, and you wanted the word to be spread. And that's why I wanted you to also call in and talk about this matter on the show. What did you, what is What is your take on this mass conflict? Okay. First, I want to say thank you for affording me the opportunity to voice my opinion and thoughts on this uh, much-needed topic and also providing the tools and resources for us to call in along with, with those listening to your talk show. You are truly appreciated, Jeanette, just so you know. Okay. Well, my intake on it is um, it weakens my heart to see how many people that are not taking this um, COVID virus seriously. I see young people, old people, and children all over the place with no masks, no masks on, in large crowds, and in, in, I mean large crowds and in public places. I also mm-hmm. hear people making assertions like, the virus is a conspiracy or it's not mm. real, along with refusing to wear a mask when suggested by government officials. My take is whether the virus is a conspiracy or not, it is very transmissible. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are becoming gravely ill and dying from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know this, and like you said, I know this firsthand because I have a son in the hospital while, we, while I speak right now. Um, who was fighting for his life. You know, this virus has attacked his respiratory system. And um, he drove himself to the hospital. He drove himself to the hospital last, last Tuesday and was immediately rushed to ICU. And he too was one of those people that was thinking it was a conspiracy. But trust wow. me, people, yeah, they would not feel like that, you know, once it, it happens to them. And, and they would love to wear that mask rather than, you know, being on on the um, rest, you know, respiration respiratory machine or something, you know, something helping them breathe, rather than having right. the choice of putting the mask on their face. Right, and you know what? And um, I reached out to my cousin because I didn't realize his birthday was recent, and I texted him, and I, you know, I didn't know if he knew that you had let the family know that he was in a hospital or what the situation was, because sometimes people don't want people's sympathy or empathy, but this stuff is real. And people are getting sick, people are dying. And then, you know, even when I was watching the the incident that occurred at the Trader Joe's, now we have other callers calling in. Let me log them on, and we're going to continue to talk about this subject. Hi, this is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Participants Blog Talk Radio, number ending in 79. How are you doing? That's fine. Thank you. I am well. And what do you want to add to the show when we talk about this mass conflict? 
Because people need to wear their masks, Jeanette. <laughs> See, I work in customer service. I'm like your other auntie. I work in customer service. <laughs> I have, and I work in an airport. Mm-hmm. Do you know how fearful I am of bringing that stuff home to my grandson who has asthma? Wow. And you know, so and, I, and I hear it firsthand from my daughter mm-hmm. who works in the hospital in the ER. Mm-hmm. And you know what? So and I, I want to say, I didn't even realize how blessed I was to have so many family members in the medical field. So I'm like, wow, yeah. it's a lot. Because when I was mm-hmm. talking to Lizzie, she was talking about, you know, Shante and Shawande and then Saran. And, you know, we got people that are out here, and that's what you call like a first responder. And they're at risk. Right. Let me log on this other right. caller. And, um, and I'm going to let you finish before I add this, before this other, I let this other caller talk. But what would you going to say, Samantha? Because that is very important to know is that individuals have families and <laughs> Watching people get sick, I'm sitting at home in my computer room, and you know I'm a workaholic, but I have a pre-expo. I mean, a, um, a condition. I can't. I got lupus. I can't be out there getting sick, and so I have right. to sit down home at home too because I can't expose myself to that. Even though people want to be seen, I can't be around a lot of people. Now, caller number okay. ended in four four. How are you doing? Okay, don't want to say nothing. And I want to say that Hello? I did reach Okay, number ended at 4-4. How are you doing? Fine, and you, ma'am. How are you? Hello, Ms. Graham. How are you? <laughs> you know I had to call you after I saw your Facebook thing because I'm going to let you advertise your, your mask you sell it with your T-shirt. So I had to reach out to you. <laughs> So I want to say, Auntie Samantha, what, was, what else would you about to say in regards to this? Like you said, you have a grandson that have asthma. You have a daughter that works in the medical field, and how serious this is because some individuals have older parents. Some of us may be at sixty-five or older and have a precondition. Well, I can't even think. My mouth is all jacked up. A um, a precondition to where we may be. You know, I heard the president talk about if we are heavy. I'm like, oh, he got a lot of nerves. You know, but right. some individuals hypertension. So there's a lot of pre-existing conditions that are out there that some individuals feel that we are infallible. And I know, Samantha, we were talking about the lady in Trader Joe's. What was your comment in regards to that with that woman coming in there screaming and hollering, talking about her doctor told her she don't have to wear no mask? Then she don't need to be in the store. Order your stuff online and have them delivered to your door. That's true. That is because true. Because I have people like, okay, so it's, it's mandated that you have to wear a mask in the airport, okay? Mm-hmm. People will wear that mask to get through TSA and then try to come up to my counter with no mask on. Mm-hmm. No. Even though I have a plexiglass up now, I don't. I don't even care. If we wear masks, I, I don't even care. You still gonna put on a mask? I'm not gonna have these kids. I had a, a boy call me yesterday from work that mm-hmm. works for me, and called me yesterday to tell me his sister friend tested positive. Wow. And he's he's he doesn't live with his sister, but he's been around his sister. So he's mm-hmm. calling me because I hadn't seen him in a while, so I gave him a hug when I seen him. He's calling mm-hmm. me frantic. He's frantic, mm-hmm. Jeanette. He's calling me. Oh, my sister friend, Tessa positive. I want you to know I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. First of all, you need to calm down, okay, because we do not need to panic. That's one thing. That is, See, people want to go into a panic and be like, I don't have to wear a mask. It's my constitutional right. Well, my husband looked it up. And, yes, you do have to wear a mask if we have a pandemic. (laughs) Your constitutional right and all is an amendment. You go in there and see that you do have to wear a mask. Uh So, anyway, he's calling me. I have to calm him down. I can't freak out because then he's going to be over freaking. 
Correct. I'm like, look, all we did was hug. We both had on masks. It wasn't even no close hug. It was more of an air hug. We really just touched each other's back, right? So I had to calm him down. He's freaking out, you know, because he thinks he has COVID. But he's a 19, 20-year-old, healthy, no pre-existing condition. Young man. Correct. Which means he, the most he might have is like flu, you know, might feel Correct. like he got the flu. It's not necessarily a death sentence for him. But somebody Correct. like me, somebody like you, somebody like other people that I know who people think we're healthy and because we're moving around and not letting what's wrong with us get us down, but that could kill us. And, you know, I want to say, and I'm going to have Lizzie, I'm going to have Karen speaking. I know I'm getting other callers calling in. But there's been a lot of anger. There's been a lot of individuals saying that it's a political ploy or a political divide. We're looking at the health versus the economy and the pandemic fear. Like you said, the young man was afraid. But when we start talking about even the enforcement, I was watching something on TV the other day where even when you walk in stores, they got signs that said, no mask, no service, or you have to have your mask to come in. People are still defying it towards becoming a mandate. And like you said, people are person of their constitutional right. But the problem is this is a hot mess. And there's been studies shown, but a lot of it is also triggering conflict and rage because some people just, just want to be defiant. And I say a lot of individuals that are being defiant are the same people that may not have health insurance or may not even have burial insurance. And if they pass it on to someone, that is scary. Now, Karen, what do you want to add to the show? And then I'm going to add on the other caller that's calling in. Point is simple. Point is simple. If you get sick, and you stop breathing, you're dead, and you don't come back. It's just that simple. Keep the mask on. I'm especially talking to my family in the community like I did on my show Sunday night, period. If you don't get your mask on and if you get the COVID, there's a chance that you can die at any age. And mm-hmm. when you die, you don't come back, period. Mm-hmm. So wear you know- your mask. Karen, it's interesting you said that. I was watching The View this morning with Whoopi Goldberg, and she was interviewing a young man, of I think his name was John Stewart. And on The View, she was talking about, or they were talking about, when did wearing a mask basically become such a big deal? Doctors been wearing them. When you go get your nails done, they had nails done. I mean, their mask on. People have always done it to, to, put, to put that barrier up there to protect themselves. But one of the things the gentleman said that was being interviewed, he said, what about the next time you go into surgery? Are you going to tell the surgeon, take your mask off and don't wash your hands? I said, oh, that's me. Because we're right. really no. a threat. And I they feel like said, people saying about, about their constitutional rights. I feel like, well, what are you saying about the seatbelt then? Do you want to drive that car without that seatbelt or airbag? You said the same thing. And the thing is, we you know, started looking at You were saying about the enforcement, Jeanette. I have a story about that. Okay. We, um, out here, our influence neighborhood is Scottsdale, okay? Mm-hmm. Your cousin works up in Scottsdale. That's where all the money is and everything. Mm-hmm. They have, a, they have a, what they call a horseshoe. It's a, like okay. a cul-de-sac of nothing but nightclubs, nothing, you know, nothing but bars and nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes up there. Everybody uh-huh. goes up there. Okay, so the um, the mayor of Southdale mandated you have to wear a mask in your business or whatever. You got to have to wear a mask, have to have people sit, social distance, all of that. Well, Southdale felt like, you know, we got the money. We put you yeah. in office. We'll take you out. So they opened up their bars and went on about it, went in there. Everybody packed in there, everything. Police went up in there, wrote them a citation, said three people in here with no masks on. You got people standing less than six feet apart, wrote them citations, said if we come back, we're shutting the place down. Wow. They closed down the strip. 
Well, you know what? They were supposed to be trying to get and restaurants open, and now they gave people what they wanted, and it's about to be closed down again because individuals are testing positive, even at casinos and other places. It's like, it's like, come on now. Come on. we got to use common sense. And the thing that gets me is, and I wanted to share, and I'm going to log on the next caller, so give me a second, is we all bear a personal responsibility. And even though, talking about the lady at Trader Joe's, because that's being broadcast all over the world, but not only that, it's an issue for businesses. Yes, people want to go to work. Yes, individuals want to make money. Yes, individuals want to do what they want to do. But when we start talking about that and when you're drinking and you start doing things that you normally wouldn't do, it's a problem. Some of the individuals that are working at these places, they were talking about um, Hugo's Tacos are closing over the mass conflict. Because one of the things that they said they were closing, and they said they wasn't going to close, but the workers are feeling disrespected by the customers. They're being harassed by individuals. They're being threatened by individuals and physically assaulted. It's like, for right. real? Let me right. log on this caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to participate. Give us number ending in 45. What would you like to add to the show? How are you doing, Jeanette? This is Allison. Hi, Allison. How you doing? I'm okay. Can you hear me pretty good? Yes, I can. And what do you want to add to the show as we're talking about the mask company? Because I know you have asthma, or you had asthma as a child. <laughs> well, uh, of course. But uh, more importantly, um, I was a firefighter out there on the front lines myself. Thank goodness I'm retired. I hate to say it that way, but... Shout out to the rest of my brothers and sisters who are still out there with that uh, behind mm-hmm. that thin red line. Wish you guys the best. That's first and foremost. And of course, um, I hope uh, my cousin Chuck makes a very speedy recovery, which he is well on his way to doing. But I just also wanted to have you guys think about this is the year 2020. And as we all know, it's a general election year. Having said that, the Democrats are playing the game of gotcha with the president. The GOP is uh, playing uh, dodgeball, trying not to get hit with uh, any responsibilities that the president refuses to shoulder. So, But at the same time, I want you guys to keep in mind we have three different branches of government for a reason. You have legislative, judicial, and executive. For those reasons, I say that your leadership has failed. Legislatively, the senators and congressmen, they know who they voted in office. They know Agent Orange wasn't on top of things when they put him in there. So instead of them doing something about it, getting their things ready, uh, set, go, they were into this, well, he's the guy who has to take the political fall, so let's all line up behind him and hope we don't get hit with any of this shrapnel. Then, of course, you have the judicial branch of government that failed you. Any one of these governments could have acted in behalf of the executive branch who obviously don't know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, but they refuse to stand out of line again. Everybody's hiding behind Agent Orange. They know full and well if they go ahead with their game plan as they should have they automatically sign themselves up a gift, any and everything going forward with this president. So they're afraid to act, or they're playing a game. Correct. Allison, I want to say, too, is that became so obvious even when he had the rally in Oklahoma and six of his and the people that was a part of the putting it together for the rally tested positive. And then the way to kind of, you know, go around that is to say do less testing. That's not going to solve that problem. It's going to make it worse. Then I was watching the young lady speak this morning, and I was talking to my daughter about it, and my daughter said, you know, and I was telling my daughter, I said, you see how he got this distraction? He got this beautiful, articulate young lady with this cross on her chest, talking good, 
but she's still making sure she's putting his agenda out there because she got a cover for him. That's a distraction. Again. But he's Again. not immune either. He was taking that plot when he that's going to save his butt. I'm testing every Again. day. What you want to test every day? So the, the problem is we need to be aware. We need to pay attention. And, yes, there is an election coming up, and we need to vote. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but just vote. Do something. Look, and let's well, hold people accountable, but we got to take a personal responsibility, too. We really do. Well, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to take off. Listen. COVID-19 doesn't care about your political affiliation. COVID-19 doesn't care if you wear a mask or does not wear or don't wear a mask, and, and it doesn't care why you choose not to or uh, if you do wear one. But, again, look, I'm going to say this, and then I've got to go. Politically speaking, I don't care uh, one way or another one where people fall. I don't participate in politics. I just stay out. I'm, I'm, I'm just not involved, and that's that. I'm a part of a completely different government, but that's a completely different topic for another day. Having said that, listen. <laughs> Bottom line to me is this right here. You guys do not have leadership right now. And the leadership that you have has already failed you. They've already spoken. They're basically focused on getting him out, win, lose, or draw. They're not caring about the people, and they're all about money, okay? You have to remember that. A system that puts its money first cannot put its citizens first. But You know, Allison, okay. we talked about that last week. We talked about is our government failing us. That was my topic for last week's show. And we're going to continue until we start engaging when we start talking about self-care. You know, because there's a young man that I saw on Facebook, and I'm really hoping he called call in because he even showed, he grew up, I believe it was in Nicholson Garden, so he's from the L.A. Compton area. And he was diagnosed with COVID-19. He, I believe, is now tested negative, but the aftermath and what it's doing to his body, this young man was talking about giving up on life. Because he is so sick and tired, but his body, all the things he's been through, he showed a picture of just blood in the toilet, just the fact that he's still bleeding from the inside. And I'm like, and people want to play with that? We as women don't even like dealing with periods, whether no dealing with where you got blood coming out of your, your stool in your body. That is scary. It's really scary. And it goes back to we have to educate ourselves. And I want to read, Felicia is posting things. She said something about, I don't know why she won't call in. Felicia, you know you can call 516-387-1914. But Felicia Smith said that she's praying for all of us. She's praying for the people. My people, please wear a mask. Stay safe. And for others, other people are watching. She also indicated that they're not even thinking about the overwhelming hospital workers. And that's sad. And she also said that the administrator just don't care. Oh, she said she's at work. Okay, you get a pass, Felicia. You know, but thank you for sharing because I have a um, friend. She also is a um, chart nurse, works in a trauma unit, and she sent me a picture because she has a lot of COVID-19 patients. And it kind of concerned me because the way she had it hooked up, it was like she was hooked up too. And I've been wanting to spend some time with her, but I'm kind of hesitant because I know she has COVID-19 patients, and I don't want to put myself at risk. So these are just things that we have to take into consideration because, like I said, there is an increase in the number of infections and hospitalizations. Sick individuals that are younger, they're now seeing that are becoming sick. We start talking about these local bars and restaurants, like Samantha was saying, is now they get to the point now where they're shutting them down again. And, yes, Samantha, Arizona, California, Texas, has been three of the hot spots. And they're making it mandatory because they don't have a choice. They really, they got to do something. Karen, anything else you want to share? Because I know you've got a lot to say, and even from the church's position, I don't know if you've been to church yet, but I haven't been back in the church. Well, I became, I have officially became a Zoom member. I don't want to go back inside the church. I enjoy my Zoom. I can go to church in my pajamas. 
eat my breakfast and go back to sleep. Uh-huh. But my my concern is in the community we can't do what society does because right. we don't have the ability affordability to go to the doctor like they do. Mm-hmm. So we have to be extra careful of how we survive. Correct. Correct. And that means like the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Don't have all your friends come over to your house because you don't know where they've been. Preach. <laughs> you don't know where they've been. I, I'm the baby up going. I'm the baby up going up there to my mother's house. But but after but after there yesterday coming to town from Washington said can I spend the night I'm like. Uh, and that is true. And even though, you know, wearing a mask has become a topic of fierce debate in the United States, which it has, and people opposed to masks have staged protests. And one of the local health in Orange County, California, some, one woman quit her job after receiving death for a mask order. And not long ago, after California Governor Gavin Newsom ordered California to wear fast mask coverings in, in public. It's like, what is the big deal? I wish someone would call me in that don't want to wear a mask and tell me what the big deal is. Is it that you just don't want to be told what to do? Is it this, that you just want to rebel? Because when they were out there protesting about our constitutional rights and we want to go to the beach and we want to do this, and now people are getting more people are sick and dying. I want to hear what they have to say. So, Matthew, what are some of the things that people have said in regards to where you're at, at the airport of why they don't want to wear the mask? Because this one woman talked about her doctor said she don't have to because of breathing. And I know I got a male friend. He was like, I've been knowing you for 30 years. And you don't know. If you don't want to be responsible, I'm not taking no chance. Oh, God. So, right. um, I never really had, when I tell people that they can't order unless they put their mask on, they put their mask on. I mean, it hides whatever they have to say, which is good. So, you know, I haven't really had any problems, per se, with that. You know, you get a lot of dirty looks and stuff like that, but I, I've been waiting for somebody to say something because they're going to miss their flight messing around with me. Uh oh! It's a so one day, one day I ate a quarter of a burrito, and I, I had to, I had to smell my own breath. I was like, Ooh, okay, no wonder why people don't want to wear them. <laughs> hey, that's that's nothing about you know what? That's nothing about these masks. You don't, you, you can't, you don't have to smell nobody's breath. That's true. Right, but your, but your own. You ain't got nobody but your own. That's so bad. That's saying something about you. So uh, yeah, no, I haven't really had any problems with with people. You know, like I say, they have to have it. Um, so they they take it off. I understand once they sit down mm-hmm. to get their food. I understand you taking it off, but when you standing up there ordering and you face to face with somebody mm-hmm. else, I need you to have your mask on. You know, because people haven't learned how to sneeze or cough yet. You know, they don't wash their hands, and, you know, it's just a bunch of uh, mess with it. You know, people already nasty. You know, they you know what? Hey, you just hands. said that. So. There are some people out there that was nasty before even having to wash your, ma- I mean, wash your hands. I know Ryder was mad at, at school because the school kept making him wash his hands every two hours. Ryder said, I did that already. I washed my hands before I came <laughs> So, and I know it's a challenge for children, too, but we want to make sure right. that we're doing healthy habits. Right. We don't know uh, we're going to have to be doing this. Well, like I said, that is, I want to come to Arizona. I can't come to Arizona right now with all of this that's going on. It's too much. Yeah, we 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 have to wash ours every two hours, too, and my hands are peeling, and they mm-hmm. all uh, cracked and stuff like that, but I'd rather for that than for me to have a mask over my face when I can't breathe. Thank you know, you. if I have to deal with putting on, you know, that hand cream that the mechanics use, then I'll put on that hand cream that the mechanic use. But 
but I'm also going to sanitize my tables and my cash register and everything else that we use. I go out there and we do it every hour. So people be, you know, they be still sitting and we be doing the tables next to them and they, you just came out here and did that, and we're going to do it again if you sit here for another hour. You, you we're going to do it again. So Now, I want to say this. I know, I know how my family can be. With it all. Stay at home. Just stay at home. If you don't want to deal with what's going on out there, if you don't want to have to do this because you feel like it's taking something away with you from you, they can't take it away from you if you stay you know, behind at home. Jeanette, um, 
just uh, along the lines of what Lizzie was saying, uh, I was just going to say that um, we have to remember something here. As uh, Al Gore uh, made a, a documentary back in 2004, it was called An Inconvenient Truth. Well, the fact of the matter is uh, he called to mind that you cannot extract gold and other precious money-making minerals from a planet that does not exist. Well, the same can be applied or can be said as it applies to people. It takes people to make families, families make communities, and communities, guess what? We need communities to support businesses. You're not Mm going to have a business to resurrect without your citizens. So, again, we just need to keep in mind that people come first. We can always revive businesses and things can be rebought, but you cannot resurrect a life. Only God can do that. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Like I said, I wanted you guys to share that. Because that was my concern, Lindsay, when you texted me. It was like, oh, my God, she's going to mess around. And next thing I know, everybody's going to be in jail, going to there trying to take over the hospital. <laughs> no, I'm No, you, no. Thanks to, thanks to, like you said, thanks to Shana, my sister Shana, who's pieces that are LVNs. They work very close with the doctors and the staff. And that's what helped me keep my sanity because I know he was in good hands and I know he. The family, you know, by them being in medical field, I know they knew what was going on and, and what was best for him. And, and thank God they listened to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Now, I want to share some information, mm-hmm. and this is coming from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, because a lot of times, and I hear what you're saying about the donation of blood, Lizzie, but the individuals right now are so paranoid. We don't know who to trust, who not to trust. We don't know if they stick a needle in us, if they stick something in us, you know, and, and that mm-hmm. can be really very too. Now, in regards to the consideration for and you know cross, what? Mm-hmm. Not mean to cut you off, but I'm going to have to leave in a few minutes because I have to get back to work. But since you mentioned that, I'm glad you you mentioned that because that is a lot of people are listening to things on television, a lot of um, media from Facebook and and all these other different devices that are telling them um, about taking. Different, you know, I know they're making vaccines. Everybody's saying, I don't want to take the vaccine. And, and you know, it's, it's so much information out there to where I think it's not good for, um, for a lot of people, for younger people. And the reason why I'm saying that is because my son, he almost lost his life due to that. Mm-hmm. They offered to give him plasma when he first went in there because they told him that he was in a very, very, a very vulnerable stage and that he really needed to take it like then. He needs the plasma, and they also offered him offered him a uh, antibiotic. It's, it's like it's, it's basically an antibiotic, like an antibiotic for the flu, but it's for the um, coronavirus. He denied both because he felt like they were just experimenting on him. And the way that the doctors explained it to him sounded like it was an experiment because they were telling him that it was no guarantee, but it might help him, even though it had helped other people. So he denied it. So he waited two days before he took anything. And by then he was in such bad shape to where we we almost lost him. But luckily, you know, Paulette and Shantae was able to talk him in, explain things to him right, and, and he decided to go ahead and take the plasma. And that's that's the only reason why he's here with us right now is, is for that reason. He's still fighting. He's still in ICU, but he's, he's, he's getting better, thank God. Yeah, wow. And that, and that is one of people's biggest fear, too, is because we don't know mm-hmm. who we we don't want to be a guinea pig. We don't want to, because once we're gone, we're gone. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't like we're going to be watching. Like, I've been watching um, Black Lightning, and I got I got mad because all the episodes on the scene them. And a lot of things that was happening on that show was happening in real life, which was people that have been experiencing. And like I said, and it's, it's, we're living in these times right now. And trust is a big issue. And, and people telling us the truth. Just tell us the truth. If you don't know, Say you don't know. Don't make stuff up and use people as guinea pigs. Now, one of the things that they're talking about with the CDC recommends that people wear cloth face coverings in public settings when around people outside of their household, especially when other social distancing measures are difficult to maintain. I also want to say, too, is there was that concert that they just had with all of those individuals, and that concert was Chase Rice. And he's a country star, and he's facing a lot of criticism, too. 
in regards to having all them individuals at that concert that wasn't wearing masks. And face cloth covering may help prevent people who have COVID-19 from spreading the virus to others. Cloth face coverings are most likely to reduce the spread. Now, we're not saying everything's 100% guaranteed, but at least it can reduce it because we're covering ourselves up. And face cloth coverings should not be worn by children under the age of two or anyone who has trouble breathing or is unconscious, incapacitated, or otherwise unable to remove the mask without assistance. So we have to make sure that we know what we're doing in regards to that. So I don't know where that lady was going with what she was saying because that was something totally different. Now, in regards to evidence for effectiveness of cloth face covering, it, it is recommended as a simple barrier to prevent the respiratory droplets from traveling into the air and onto other people when wearing the cloth face covering coughs, sneezes, talks, or raises their voice. So that's basically what a lot of that is about. Karen, I wanted you to share, because I know we, we, before we get to, I want to talk about who should wear face covering. We should do it in public. People who know or think they may have COVID-19, and if you do, stay home. Don't don't do that to people. Caregivers of people with COVID-19, and we already talked about who shouldn't. But, Karen, what do you want to share in regards to the um, the mask? Well, I have designed a mask. Black, they come in black and white, and the donation is $10.00. Now, if you buy a black T-shirt that says Ask Mama G, you get both items for $20. And the proceeds go to helping the African-American cadets stay at Army-Navy Academy because one parent is not working. And so we decided that whatever funds we get, we would give proceeds to the Army-Navy Academy in Carlsbad in that cadet's name. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing. Um, we we try to pass out the the white shirts and ties that we do to dress for success at Murray High School in Vista, but you know they had a Zoom graduation, so we left the material at the school for the boys to have. Even though we didn't see them, we we still want to congratulate the students that graduated. But we have to be concerned, and I want to tell the parents. If you have children or grandchildren and they want to discuss what's happening, tell them that God is not pleased with that. Don't tell them that, you know, you don't like these people. Just tell them that God is not pleased with that, and they will be handled. That's what I told my grandchildren. Because you don't want to stir something in their mind. They're still young. They're still trying to find out who they are and who they can associate with. You don't want to put that hatred in their mind at the moment. So you have to say God is not pleased with what's going on. It's good to protest. But then I also remind them that you can protest and learn in every situation that you're in. It's always a learning moment. You know, we have a couple of minutes left. Carmelie, Joanne, I see you guys out there. Why don't you guys call in? But you may be at work. And if you want to call in because you want to share something on the show, I want you to give us a call at 516-387-1914. What I want to say is been brought to my attention. A lot of individuals are being told that they have to return to work, and especially depending on what kind of job they have. You know, my cousin Allison talked about the first responders, the paramedics, like I said, I know individuals that work in the medical field, therapists. You know, I'm getting phone calls. People want to be seen. I'm telling people I'm only doing telehealth. I'm not going to be running in and out that office. I'm not going to be exposing myself because I'm not trying to go out like that. We talked about individuals even in the church. But if you are concerned because your boss is making you come back to work early and people are not wearing masks, you know, what can you do? What protections do you have? That's what a lot of individuals are afraid of. I had one guy I was talking to, he said every time he would go home because of his job, his wife would spray him down with light salt every day because she has a pretty. What were you going to say, Karen? I was going to say, I well, you know, Mr. Graham and, my, and Eddie, you know, Mr. Graham is a supervisor. He's a nice supervisor. So when he comes home, he takes his clothes off in the garage. 
and we and we wash them. Mm-hmm. And the same thing I do with Eddie. Eddie works at the grocery store, and he knows mm-hmm. that he t- he has to take a shower in the morning and in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so uh, they 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 know that they have to take their clothes off. Mm-hmm. Hello. That they they've been wearing. I can't um, read it because I can't open it because I'm on the phone. If you want to read it, you can do so. No, I don't want to read it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I guess I'll have to take a look at it later because I can't see that and then read all that. I'm sitting there. I'm already multitasking, but I saw that. So, again, it's you out there on Facebook and you want to share, either text something, I'll read it on the air, or call in the show at 516-387-1914, because I know a lot of people are concerned. And I want to say, Joanne, um, I don't know if the lady's still taking care of mother, but that was funny because I need to call mother, too, to check on her and see how she's doing. Because sometimes even our senior citizens, they are so concerned that they don't even want their family members coming to visit or even having people coming in and providing them health care because they're like, uh-uh, well, I don't need your help that bad. I know even with me being a grandmother, with my grandkids, I'm like, mm, I don't know, if I, you, you ain't got to come in my house. Just give me a call. Let me know you're okay because I don't want people running in and out of my house. And a lot of individuals, they think it's a hoax or they, well, they not, you guys are just paranoid. No, it's not about being paranoid. We really have to protect ourselves. And I also want to talk a little bit about not only with the face mask, but the face shield, and even with the surgical mask. So they are doing a lot of information and research and studies to find out what's the most effective way of trying to protect yourself and cover yourself. But we do have to use wisdom. We really do. We really do. Samantha, anything else you want to share as it relates to this topic? Did you no. ask me? No, Samantha. Oh, okay. no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying okay. all that. Anything else you want to share as it relates to this topic? Because some individuals, like I said, are confused. How can we convince them? What can we do besides making it mandatory or making it a policy? And because, like I said, people are afraid of stuff having to shut down and all of this stuff. What can we do? to get individuals to know that we got to do something because individuals are confused about the math. Like I said, I'm looking at some information that's coming from um, the USCF EDU, and they're talking about the still confused about the math, some science behind how the math can prevent the virus, but individuals don't want to hear it. Karen, what more do you think we can do? <laughs> Put it on Facebook. Wear the mask or die. That's all you need to say. I'm getting real. I'm getting real. I'm getting real here. Look, economically, we don't have the money to go to the doctor. We we have to go to work. We have to take care of our kids, community, family. So if if the scientists say wash your hands every hour, wash them. If they say wear the mask, Wear them. I went. I, I keep my mask around my ear. I walked in the bank, and the, the guy, and the security guy said, "Miss Karen, your mask." I said, "Oh Jesus, I'm so sorry." And I put that mask on so fast. Yeah, I keep some. But in my purse. So bought some. But I got like twenty of them that haven't even been opened, just in case I'm around somebody who don't have one. You know, and um, because they do cost, and it is an inconvenience. But like you said, it can save your life. But not only that, stay at home. A lot of individuals, I'm looking outside right now. I'm looking at my grandson's yard with my daughter's town. You can do things in your home. You can do things outside of your home. You can do things to occupy your time. But stay home. We don't have to be amongst the masses. It's like people don't know how to do you you go out, you can't, I know, and I know the mask, and sometimes you can't hardly breathe like you want to. So 
So you go in the store, you get what you need to get and get your behind in the car and go home. That's what I do. I go in there and say, I'm only getting this. I'm not looking around. I don't want to wear this mask. So let me get what I need and I go home. Mm-hmm. I want to share. Hello? I understand what you're saying because I'm not going nowhere either. I'm like, I'm good. I want to share some information that I had indicated, and they did some studies. And they did a study, and one of the studies it indicated that they looked at the coronavirus deaths across 198 countries and found that those with cultural norms or government policies favoring masks where it had lower death rates. It goes back to what you said, where the mask died. They also did two compelling case reports, and it also suggests that masks can prevent the transmission in high-risk scenarios. We have a lot of high-risk scenarios, too. Another thing that they found out is um, they said that one individual had a dry cough and wore a mask on a flight, and all 25 people closest to him on that flight tested negative. And another case, in late May, they had two hairstylists in Missouri. They had close contact with 140 clients while sick with COVID-19, and everyone wore masks and none of the clients tested positive. So the thing is, they've done some research, and they've been trying to backpedal to see what's going on. Now, it also indicates, do masks protect people wearing them or the people around them? And they think that there's enough evidence to say that the best benefit is for people who have COVID-19 to protect them from giving COVID-19 to other people. Because there's a lot of individuals that haven't been tested, and they don't know if they have it or not. And masks may be more effective as a secure control, a source control, because they prevent larger expelled droplets from evaporating into smaller droplets that can travel further. So that's that's really the main thing, Karen. But individuals, they just don't get it. They don't want to listen. I'm going to tell you something funny that happened to me. You know, my grandson had a graduation parade, and his mm. father came in from out of town to, wow. to be a part of it. And he kissed me on the cheek. Girl, I went in the bathroom and got a huggy. Wash my face. I washed my face. I washed my face three times at my mom's house. Came home, washed my face again, and I prayed. I mm-hmm. said, "No, he didn't kiss me." I said, "He could have been trying to kill me. I don't know where he's been." And I know. Oh, I, I got, I got <laughs> so paranoid. That's like somebody trying to kiss you with stinky breath, and you start wiping your face trying to get it off. Like, ooh, don't touch me. <laughs> wow, wow. No, I, you know, you know, you didn't want to be rude because you hadn't seen him in a long time. So I thought he was just gonna hug, but when he kissed me, oh, I, I said, "Mom, he tried to kiss. He kissed my mother too." And I said, "Do you think he tried to kiss? Give us a kiss of death or what?" Oh my I got God. my mind went paranoid. You said the kiss of death. Now we talked a lot about the mask, and we kind of didn't talk that much about social distancing which is another area of concern because, you know, you got to have or they're recommending a combination of both, the mask and social distancing, because... Well, see, I, think, I think that should have been that that should have been done a long time ago. That should yes. be just a public standard, the distancing. Yes. That should just be a public standard thing. I, I I mean, we could have been a healthier nation if somebody would have thought about that years ago. That is true because we got people all on top of people. All of, You know, you could be on in the line at the grocery store. You got people so close to you. It's like, get away from me. And I know I have a bad habit. Exactly. Me, Mom, give them some space. Give them some room, you know. And a lot of times we don't pay attention. But social distancing is very important. So we do need to kind of yeah. give ourselves some space. And I like that concept you just said. If we would have done that a long time ago, we probably would have had a healthier nation. But we're so busy trying to pack people together like sardines till it becomes a problem. It really becomes a problem. Look, I, I, told, 
I told my pastor, I don't know when the next time you're going to see me. You may see me on the first Sunday, and that's it. And whenever you open, because I don't want to start living my life normal until there is a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I have... But also a reduction in because somebody, some people's bodies may be resistant to certain things. Because, you know, like some people can't take certain antibiotics. So right, right, they right. come up with a vaccine, it got to be a little bit more, you know, I'm looking at a reduction in numbers. Let's, you know, it may not be totally gone, but let's, we got, we really got to do better. We really got to do better. Because, like I said, and then look. Look at the signs of if you are a health risk and over 60, you can go to the store early that morning. And there's nobody in the store at between 7 o'clock and 7.30 in the morning. Correct. Correct. That is true. But, see, but the thing is, though, too, I want to say, you know, I'm noticing with all of this, Karen, individuals are price gouging still, even going to buy takeout food, even ordering some – the prices is just getting ridiculous. You know, we went from oh, not being and buy toilet tissue. Now it's getting to the point to where people can't afford stuff. And I want to say my auntie just sent me a text. I can't read it. I guess she can't call. But one of the things she indicated was prevention starts with you. It do start with you in regards to preventing the spread. We are responsible, and we have to be held accountable. But what do you have to say, Karen, about the prices of things right now? Have you noticed? That even the price of food, everything is just so high. Well, I, 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 you know, I used to say, well, I can go to Walmart, but my, but my economy now, I'm over at the Dollar Tree store, and when when I go in there and buy those four dollars, buy those four little tissues, and I and I say, okay, we have to be careful what we're doing, because everybody is a, uh, is a. Uh, making sure that we survive the next payday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that See, is those, a- the, those are two, those people are too proud to go to the Dollar Tree. I bet you there's a line now. Dollar Tree, 99 cents, all of that. Because things are getting out of control, totally out of control. And, I mean, I do want to see people go back to work. I do. I do want to see individuals being able to do what they normally used to do, but we got to do better. We really got to do better. We can't just be going out here all lackadaisical, and the main thing that they're talking about is alcohol. I want to drink. I want to go to a party. I want to, it's like, for real, this is what you want to do? You know, it's kind of like I remember a long time ago, I had a person tell me the way you live is the way you die. That speaks That's volumes. right. Yep, that speaks volumes. That's right. That's right. I mean, you can, you have to, um, like I told, and like I told Eddie, he he was like, boy, I can't watch anything on TV or do anything. I said, get the Bible app on your phone if you want to know about wars and all that stuff. The Old Testament will make you go, dang, did they do that then? Listen to that. You don't like to read or stuff like that. Get the Bible on your app. And he started listening to the Old Testament. He said, golly, people were crazy then. I was like, yeah, see? So, Mm -hmm. you know, find other things. Like when my grandchildren, they want to come down, but I have to make sure I'm taking temperatures and everything. And then Mm -hmm. we're going to do Bible games. We're going to have the Bible drill. We're going to say, find this scripture. Who can find the fastest scripture? And then, you know, we give them money. By the time they leave my house, I'm going to be broke. So Uh things you can do like that. You know, give them 50 cents for finding a Bible Bible verse. Like like we did in Bible Training Union. We had to have our Bible in our hand, and then they gave us five minutes to find the scripture. Uh We can do things like that. Go to the Dollar Tree and buy those puzzles. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, I'm watching my grandson outside through a frisbee with my daughter watching him, you know, but it's giving him something to do. So we have to do better because this is getting ridiculous. And like, So if those of you that are still don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to be angry or go out there and show your butt. 
cutting folks out for those that do. But we do have to take personal responsibility for this because the numbers would not be increasing if we were doing what we're supposed to be doing. Let's keep those that are sick in prayer because individuals are right now, they don't know what to do. I mean, like I said, when I saw this man in blood and I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's, that's deep, that's deep, you know. And no, well, that's, also, that's also something medically wrong with his kidneys. And he might have a, a a urine infection, a bad one. Because see, when you have, pardon me. What they're, what they're seeing, Karen, is a lot of individuals that get the coronavirus, and even though they may not show signs of the coronavirus, there's something else going on with the body. There's an aftermath. It's affecting different parts of their body. Even with, I don't know if you saw the thing with D.O. Hughley. D.O. Hughley said he didn't have any, wasn't having no symptoms. He was basically performing the show as actor. And what he was going to show anyway. That's first and foremost. But then secondly, he just passed out. It's exhausting. Yes. So we have to take better care of ourselves. Girl, I got my water right here. I'm sitting up here trying to make sure I'm hydrated. I'm keeping my social distancing. I'm staying away from individuals, even though I'm still providing therapy sessions the best that I can. But I'm not, I'm not going to put myself at risk, nor would I want to put myself if I have it. So I want to thank you for joining the show today. I appreciate you, Karen. I got some compliments. People are telling me they like you. So we're going to tell them, how can they find you, Mama G? Where's your station at? Where can they tune oh. in? Well, I'm, I'm doing my show from home because I'm at the mature age now where I can get very sick very quickly. So I'm on Facebook every Sunday night at 7 o'clock, and I talk about how to raise different children because my theme is Ask Mama G because I have my Ph.D. in parental household discipline. So whatever you have in your household, I probably raised it, loved it, taught it, spanked it, and definitely prayed over it. So with God's common sense, and Proverbs and those basic instructions before leaving earth, I can turn that alien child into a beautiful, productive person for society. Because well, you know, I raised, uh, pardon you know, me? Karen, I want to say this. Yes. When, when my daughter and I had this conversation last night when we were watching you on Facebook, my daughter said, I bet you she can't do that with Ryder. So I'm going to have to introduce you to Mr. Ryder. I'm at to show you my grandson, because, girl, he is a handful. He goes to a Christian school now. This sucker right here got my personality, and, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, we have <laughs> to pray. Oh, we have to pray. Oh, first of all, we have to pray. We're gonna need some oil if he has your personality, we have to pray. We do. We do. My daughter told me she's going to leave him and me. I asked her, I said, Ryder. What we go do if she leave us? He said, "Well, I guess I'll be with you until you leave me too." <laughs> <laughs> How old is Ryder? Ryder is four. Wait a minute, Ryder, come here for a minute. Come here. Miss Karen wanted to see you. What's your name? Ryder. This is Ryder. If you look at the face, hello, of Ryder. Ryder. How are you? Right that's kid. wonderful. One one day I'm gonna one day me and your I'm gonna take you and your grandma out to lunch so we can have a talk, okay? Girl, let me tell you, Ryder was at church one day. Ryder got up to go run to grab the microphone because he wanted to talk. I went, got up chasing after Ryder. Ryder ran towards Mother Estelle because you know Mother Estelle ain't no joke. Girl, Ryder swung on Mother Estelle. Mother Estelle got ready to swing back. I said, oh, Lord, he's going to fight the woman in the church. <laughs> no. No. Well, see, the first thing you do, the first thing you have to do is do the quiet time method. We did that. Everybody sits there. We did that. We did that. He done all of them. We got one more left, and I haven't tried that one. I'll tell you that one off the air. But um, I tried that one with my son because I put the fear of God in him. But, oof. Oof, Karen, you wait till you well, finish well, the well, 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 what are you doing? Okay, what, what is your quiet method? What do you do? I'm going to tell you off the air because we ran out of time. We ran out of time. I'm going to call you right back. Oh, okay. okay. 
I want to thank right. you for listening to us here at President Benjamin's Blog Talk Radio. Now, tomorrow I will be on the air at 1130, and the topic is oh. be still. we got to learn how to be still because we want to be so busy, and we're so busy moving around, we need to teach people how to be still because that may be another way of slowing this coronavirus down if we learn to be still. That's true. And thank All you right. Precious Ridiculous, Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, you got this. Bye-bye. Thank you, Karen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.